they assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of reckoning, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray casts, it's on the air. Wide web. Do you bass fish? I bass fish. I love bass fishing. And it's <clears> Wednesday <throat> night. It's time for Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Again, the best bass anglers in the Bassin Galaxy come to Stray Cast to play. A big show tonight. How about a big studio audience for the big old show? <laughs> That's how we do it at Sorry, Ashley's. Sorry, I clapped right into the mic. That's how we do it at Ashley's. <clears throat> That's how we do it. Hey, I said I'm Pat Renwick, but this guy right over here, America knows him as the red-bearded wonder. He used to be a pirate, but now he's a bass fisherman. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Ryan Poppy Longstockings Corn Whitaker. Wow. Yes. Thank you. I am a This dude right here. The Mike stars, is hot. The stars come to play at, yeah. on Stray Cast. I'm happy to play. I was talking about you. Oh, thanks. Yes. Thank the, you. The yes, stars they come do. to play on Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Um, most of you know him. Um, most of you know him as Serafina's dad, uh, but I know him <laughs> as uh, as as <laughs> as the Ginger Ninja. He's our producer, Andrew Ellenberger. Yeah, the Gingy Ninja. He's producing the hell out of this. He put himself on the camera. That was was slick. Look, there's Ginger on the camera. I see him. I see him. Hey, you you know who else is here? Uh, They call him the HHF. Harry Horner. Henderson. Foffenfofer. No, it's really the hip-hop fisherman. Ladies and gentlemen, JP. What up? What up? Thank you. Happy birthday. Hey, I want to remind you, get your questions ready on the social media, on the Facebook Live, uh, because JP is fielding your questions for uh, the professionals uh, coming in tonight. Oh, yeah, and Bobby B. Bobby B's over here, too. Give it up for Bobby B. Wow. Hey, uh, pros. Pros. Pros, pros. Coming up tonight, first off the bat, we have Mike McClellan. Bassmaster yeah. Elite Juice Group. Yeah. Mike McClellan. Come on, Fresh off a win. Fresh off a win. Uh, he's on the Skype machine. He knocked it out at the table, Rock. No. Uh, legend of the sport. I'm going to call him a legend of the sport who's Absolutely. coming on after McClellan. McClellan's a legend, too, but this guy, a legend, also... Um, we're going to find out some interesting things about this dude. I'm, we've never had this gentleman on the show. I am super stoked uh, that Randy Howell, Bassmaster Classic Champion, yes. coming on the show. Randy, the great Randino. 
And, uh, and uh, Ryan, do you speak into Dorch? Yes, do you speak, I do. Do you speak into Dorch? I, well, I, I've been learning. Okay, well, I'm learning too, and I'm learning a lot about this guy, Bradley Dorch. Uh, fresh, fresh is the word for the night. <clears throat> Off of his win on the Harris Channel Lakes on the, on the uh, FLW Tour. Ooh. The FLW yes. Whoops. <laughs> the FLW tour. Bradley Dorch coming on the Sky Machine after Radio Radio Edit. Hey, big show tonight. Don't you go anywhere. Get your questions ready on the Facebook Live from Mike McClellan. Put the power poles down. We're coming right back at you. See you in a minute. Rageous Outdoors is quickly becoming the industry leader in tournament fishing apparel. There's no better way to represent your sponsors than with a Rageous jersey. At Rageous, you can get a short sleeve, long sleeve, sweatpants, the best prices in the industry. Rageous also offers club and team discounts, special high school and college prices. Our website is easy to navigate, and Rageous' staff will make the process quick and easy for you. Rageous Outdoors, offering high-quality tournament apparel for the weekend angler. Outfit yourself from head to toe. Check out Rageous online at www.rageous.com. I'm John DeMate with M Jigs. Today, I'd like to share with you a little bit about a couple products that we have in our lineup that we're really excited about. The first product I'd like to talk to you about today is the Joe Football Head Jig. Right out of the package, you'll notice that our football head jig is different than most on the market. What makes our jigs different is the quality of components. Let's start with the hook. These hooks are custom made for us in Japan. 90 degree bend, black nickel hooks, razor sharp, JDM quality. All of our Joe football head jigs have living rubber skirts. They're hand tied with copper wire to ensure that they stay affixed and it also helps them to flare while they're in the water. We powder paint and heat cure each jig to ensure that the paint stays on your jig even when you're fishing rock. Another feature that separates our jig from other jigs on the market is the screw lock keeper. The screw lock keeper does a couple things for you. Not only does it keep your bait affixed, it'll save you money on soft plastics that pull off of standard barb keepers. The second product I'd like to talk to you about is our hybrid flip and swim jig. We also have a custom hook in our flip and swim jig. It's a four-aught, 30-degree bend, black nickel hook. It has the same durable paint, the same great keeper, and a hand-tied silicone skirt to complete it. So if you're looking for a premium product that's going to give you an edge over your competition, look us up at demjigs.com. Quality, dependability, consistency, and fish-catching performance is what separates a War Eagle spinnerbait from the pack. Hand-assembled, inspected, and tested in Rogers, Arkansas, War Eagle lures are the choice of Mike McClellan, Andy Morgan, Edwin Evers, and you, the serious bass angler. War Eagle lures, when you absolutely have to catch fish. Find War Eagle lures at your local tackle store or visit WarEagleLures.com today. Welcome back. Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. The, the festivities commence right here, right now. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Uh, this is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Hello. And right now, we are super proud 
to bring back to the show. He, he's a, a two-time veteran of the uh, of the Bass Buzz on Straight Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mike McClellan. <laughs> Woo! What up, Mike? What up? Give me a give me an internet high five, Mike. Internet high five, right there. No, wait, all right. Hey, do you have some wardrobe changes in store for us tonight? Like a true bass fishing rock star? Well, we'll see what happens. Okay, okay. I, I like it. I like it. Hey, Mike, the first thing I got to say to you, man, um, of course, welcome back to the show. It's always a, a pleasure to hang out with Mike McClellan. But did, did you ever think that a crappie would cost you 10 grand, Mike? Oh, you would have to bring that up. <laughs> I get, well, what the heck? A $10,000 crappie? A sockeye? <laughs> Ten thousand dollar crappie, uh, pretty pretty hard to believe. But you know, it's like you and I have talked before. Everything happens for a reason. And you know, if I had, if that bass had not spit that crappie up, I would have stayed in Florida at least one more day, and I might not have got the uh, little blessing I got at Table Rock. That that, right. is, that is a true story. And uh, you know, that crappie uh, it kept you hungry. It kept you hungry. It did. It did. It was, you know, it was pretty frustrating. I had a, a pretty solid finish at uh, Cherokee. Went to uh, Okeechobee feeling like everything was going good. You know, solid in the in the cut the first day. And, you know, caught a lot of fish the second day, but just did not catch any big ones. And then to find out that four ounces cost me the cut, and it was laying in my live well after the first day. It was oh, pretty rough mm. for me. You did clean out the, the live well, the Stratus there, didn't you, though? Yes, I did. I cleaned the Stratus live well out. Uh, and, you know, you know, you get to Table Rock, and, I mean, I'm dealing with – you would not believe the ounces of shad that the bass spit up at Table Rock. But, fortunately, I won that deal without without all those shad that they spit <laughs> Nice. You can put a stomach relaxer in that live well. Yeah. You, you give them some Metamucil. What, yeah. I don't, even, exactly. I don't even know what that is. But, but uh, <laughs> hey, uh, before we get into the whole Table Rock, deal how's the rv living dude it is awesome you know my wife has stayed home for the last 14 to 16 years taking care of all our three boys taking them to baseball practice football practice making sure they have breakfast and lunch and you know all the things that three growing boys need and for her and i to be able to hit the road and and it, man we've got a lot of great friends on the road we've we've hung out with the tharps we've hung out with beehive uh, Amar, Rick Klun, Swindles. I mean, we have hung out with some awesome people on the road and, and it's just a, it's a little RV community we have going on out there and it's a blast. You're bass fishing gypsies. That's our theme song, actually. I don't know if you heard that coming in. It's called Fish and Gypsy and, and you are the, the perfect depiction of a fishing gypsy. That's awesome, dude. It's pretty cool, man. I mean, I, it's, it's really been pretty cool for Gerald and I to, to reconnect. You know, you, when, when I first started fishing tournaments, uh, Gerald Swindle actually came up and introduced himself to me after I'd won my very first Bassmaster tournament. And, and you know Gerald. Gerald is Gerald. And, I mean, sure. he came up just full full of himself, introduced <laughs> himself, you know, told me he was going to be the next big thing. And we hit it off great. We traveled together for a few years. But there came a point in the time where, you know, I started traveling with Crete and Littner and different things happened and, and really hadn't got to hang out with Gerald and Leanne. But uh, it's been really cool to, to get that relationship back up and rolling, man. Nice. And you still haven't been able to talk Kevin and uh, Sherry into joining the Band of Gypsies, Oh, we're you? getting close. In fact, last uh, the last time I hung out with Kevin, uh, he actually 
was a little upset at me. He says that Sherry has just about convinced him that it is time. Yeah, if you remember, I was there, yeah, and he was we, kind we of mad. That. Yeah, he was <laughs> mad you brought that up. That was right after he told Ryan he didn't know how to fish. Yeah, he told me I suck at fishing, and all yeah. I do is throw Senkos. Yeah, that, that was right after that. That was right after that. Hey, let's get into Table Rock, man. Let's talk about The Rock, okay? Now, first off, th- there's a big rumor going around, and I need you to dispel this rumor first off, Mike. Um, Most rumors can be dispelled. Yes, okay, and we're relying on you. The Bass Fishing Galaxy is relying on you. Now, there, there's a horrible rumor going around that you actually won this tournament um, because you saw Jeff Crete. Um, he was yelling at seagulls and flailing his arms violently in the middle of the lake, and, and you happened to go over there to save Jeff Crete and stumbled upon the winning fish on Table Rock. Is that true or false? Well, there, there's, there's almost a little truth to that. I was actually running down the lake the uh, second day of practice, and there is this massive, massive flock of seagulls diving. Remember that band, Mike? I've fished Table Rock enough to know that when gulls dive, something's happening. So I start to shut down, and as I shut down, I look over and I see a boat. And I'm like, oh, I can't shut down. I don't want to give anything away. So I run back in this pocket. (laughs) Well, two minutes later, Jeff Creek comes running. He's the boat sitting there. He's like, I saw you stop to check them birds. And I'm like, I didn't check them, dude. I just started to slow down. <laughs> he's, like, and he's like, you know that's how it's going to go down. And and that's exactly what happened, dude. And, you know, we talked about it. Um, you know, I feel Creed had, he was as dialed in as I was, I truly believe. He just had a rough first day and, and didn't get around the right fish. Yeah, and Crete's a phenomenal fisherman. There, there's no doubt about it. No, especially that type of fishing. I mean, he's as good as anybody when it comes to that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, um, the, the Table Rock deal. I mean, yeah, I think you, like a lot of other guys, um, kind of went into that deal thinking it was going to be a bank beater, didn't you? You know, I absolutely did. You know, we were there two years ago for the Bassmaster Elite Series, and. There were big ones on the bank in certain sections of the lake. Now, there were places on the lake you couldn't get a bite. But I really felt like, you know, that was going to be the deal. And I I spent the first two and a half days of practice pretty much beating the bank. And I could catch, you know, 10, 10 and a half, 11 pound limits two or three times a day on a rock crawler, on a jig, you know, a variety of different baits. But the big ones just never showed up during practice on the bank. So I really felt like it was going to take something different. Yeah, and you found it. Yeah, thanks to Jeff Crete flailing his arms and yelling at seagulls. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went down. See, we um, found it. It, it, it is true. one of those deals. We... <laughs> We've unlocked it. I lost you, man. There you are, Mike. I lost. Yeah, I lost you there for a minute, too. Okay, I guess uh, I, I found you the again. internet perfect is it yeah it's it, you know it's it's not a perfect beast but hey you, you kind of had a you kind of had a three-prong approach to uh to your victory at table rock it, it, tell us about that little three-prong approach you know it really was uh, the third day of practice i went out not intending to stay out any past about two o'clock i, I wanted to cut the day short get ready but i went back out i cranked my rock crawler around i caught you know the same deal i caught it 10 or 12 pound limit and i was on my way in and those seagulls that you're talking about were diving violently in a place that crete and i have spent a lot of time right at the mouth of beardsley creek and the cool thing about it it's actually where i grew up fishing 
And I had a co-angler with me that day, and I'm like, hey, dude, I said, uh, have you ever thrown an underspin? He's like, no, I don't even know what that is. And I'm like, oh, come on, you know what that is. And he said, well, I got some roadrunners. Is that the same thing? And I'm like, yeah, let's go over here and, and see what's going on. So I run over to the mouth of Beardsley. I shut down. I graph around with my Garmin electronics a little bit. I see a ton of fish on, on the graph, a lot of bait. And like the second cast this co-angler makes with his underspin, he catches like a three and a quarter pound fat, fat largemouth. And I'm like, this is the best fish I've seen almost all week. So I graph around a little bit more and I'm using my pan optics and I see a big school of bait and I throw my underspin out there with this new little uh, Cabela's 3.4 swimmer. This is the deal right here. That's sexy. With the 3.4 swimmer. Mm. And I throw it out there and I catch about a three and a half pound spotted bass. And I strap my rods down on the deck and I said, Billy, I'm done. And he's like, what do you mean you're done? And I'm like, I've seen all I need to see. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? Are you, you're, you're done for the day? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, it's only 1115. And I'm like, yeah, but I said, if, if this doesn't work, I've got enough other stuff going on that something will happen. And, and needless to say, I mean, it all just fell into place. The first day I pulled up on that stretch, I had a limit by like 920, caught 14 or 15 keepers. I actually left it and, and ran around the whole lake the rest of the day and only called a couple times. The second day, they showed up huge. The big largemouth bid. I caught a couple big largemouth on, on the old Spro stick. Oh, I caught them the on a table rock, a ghost table rock shad and then on a, this uh, cute little, uh, uh, we actually call this IU Shad, and it was a, a big player, and I caught a ton of fish again on, on the old uh, 3.4 Cabela Swimmer. Nice. And then the third day, conditions got tough, man. I mean, uh, the wind blew like 15 to 20 mile an hour. I had to fish for suspended fish because I couldn't, I couldn't really focus on the trees that I wanted to fish. And fortunately, I caught a limit of uh, spotted bass that uh, got me through the deal. Nice. And the spots are easy sometimes, aren't they? I mean, they're a good fallback oh. fish. <laughs> Dude, when you, about the time you think spots are going to be easy, that's when they absolutely just, I mean, just shaft you. They, they do. When you, when you really need them to show up, a lot of times they will. And fortunately, that final day, they were out, you know, they were out roaming open water. I could just use my pan optics to, to scan around and look for bait. And I was just throwing that uh, 3.4 swimmer under the bait, bait schools and fortunately caught the, the spots I caught that final day. So the, I, got, the, I got to ask you about that underspin. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, that, that underspin, as someone who has not thrown it very much, what, what is the technique with that? Are you, are you lifting it? Are you just straight reeling it? What, what's, the, what's the retrieve? You know, that's something we probably really don't need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you Let know, the, out, big deal with, the big deal with an underspin is is figuring out the depth that the fish are relating to. And, and that's the cool thing about the Garmin Panopticus is you can look out in front of the boat and see where the fish are at, where the bait's at. And some days it is a, a lift and fall retrieve. Other days it is just to throw it out, let it fall to the depth it needs to be at, and just slowly wind it back to the boat. Um, it's one of those baits that you really have to key on where the bait and where the fish are, are in the water column. And when you can actually see your bait 80, 90 feet out in front of the boat wow. and keep it at the proper depth, dude, it's 
It's the closest thing to cheating I've ever been a part of. I'm so <laughs> nice. that it is. <laughs> and the spots loved it. And the spots loved it. The largemouth ate it. The smallmouth ate it. I mean, I had a mixed bag the first two days, and then the final day I had all spots. But the first two days I had spotted bass, largemouth, and smallmouth. So, you know, they all love it. I mean, that's pretty much all there is to it. Wow. It's, I know a lot of guys that love that. I mean, look at what Casey Ashley did with it just yeah. not too long ago. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Casey, and the thing that's unique about the two different lakes, at Hartwell, it seems like you have to throw that underspin out and let it fall all the way to the bottom and just crawl it. Where at Table Rock, the fish really tend to suspend more, and it's all about the forage. You know, Hartwell has those blueback herring. Right. Blueback herring come up in the at night, but during the day when the sun gets up, they like go down in the bottom of the ditches. So the fish follow them down into the ditches. Table rock is just the opposite. When the sun comes out, that's when the thread fin and the gizzard shad come up in the water column. And typically guys fish too deep when it comes to uh, fishing table rock when the fish are really feeding on bait. Wow. Hey, Mike, uh, we're on this Facebook Live deal right now, and uh, we have some uh, some questions uh, for you from the uh, from the gallery. Uh Blood. Yeah. Let's see if we can answer him. Yeah, I, th- I hope you can. Uh, JP, hi. Uh, what, what do we got from Mike McClellan? What's up, Mike? Uh, the first question is they want to know what size line you're throwing with that underspin. You know, in most cases, I throw 8-pound or 10-pound sunline shooter. I, I just feel like, you know, you want the maximum amount of feel you can get. So shooter is by far the premium fluorocarbon that Sunline builds. I mean, all of them are great, but the shooter gives you the maximum feel. It, it casts phenomenal. So generally, it's 8 to 10-pound test. At Table Rock, fortunately, I was able to throw 10 about the whole tournament. That's a great question. Who asked that question? That was Jan Lopez. Ja- Jan Yo- Lopez. Yoan Lopez. Yoan. Excellent. That was a great question, Jan. Yeah, we, we also got another one from David. Uh He's wondering if qualifying for next year's Classic is going to change your approach for the rest of the season. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> you see this smile right now, don't you? <laughs> well, you're beaming, bro. You're beaming. Yeah. You have no idea how being qualified for the 18 Classic uh, relieves all of the pressure for the rest of the year. I mean, I, I'm not going to just go out and swing for the fences every tournament. But I'm definitely going to be able to free up the way I fish and and not just go fish for points. I mean, being able to go out and throw big baits, you know, fish to win in every event, it's it's going to be an awesome feeling. And, you know, I think, what, am I the second guy that knows he's qualified for the 18 Classic? It's pretty dead cool. That's outstanding. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Have you, have you, ta- you know, this is your second time on the on the show here, and uh, and we kind of did a, a Mike McClellan history lesson last time, but you know, I, I'd like to look at it in, in retrospective here, Mike, and you know, okay. you've had a pretty damn good career, dude. You're 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 a fortunate man. Eight first place wins. You won about two million dollars. Okay, two million bucks. Pretty awesome. Chasing little green, brown, and spotted bass around the United States. It's something else. And here's another fact that I don't know if you know, but okay. I, I need you to remember this, okay? Right. I need you to remember this. Do you know how many pounds of bass that you have caught in your BASS career? All I can say is thousands. Th- JP, hi. How many has he caught? 6,500. 20 pounds. 
Is that not pretty incredible? That's a lot of pounds. 520 pounds of That's a lot of meat. That's a lot of meat. Wow. It's a lot of water in the way bags. Uh, and, uh, and gizzards. Yeah, it's a drop in the pan. It, it'll cost you a little money every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> now remember that, because next time I'm going to ask you, and then you got to you got to take account of your cumulative weight now. Oh, I just got to keep track of this. Yeah, yes. so put that in your phone or something, Mike. I know you just got a new phone. All right. Yeah, I did get a new phone. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's. You know, you guys are going uh, uh, to the band next. You're heading to T Band. Uh, uh, dude, do you have any idea what's going to be going on at T-Bin when we get there? Um, uh, Hog snatching. Slugfest. Slug a shad spawn. Do you know the best way to catch a bass during a shad spawn? Well, tell us, Mike. It is on a War Eagle half-ounce, double-willow-leaf, double-nickel spinnerbait, dude. <laughs> I yes. agree. We're what do you think about that? I think that's outstanding. I think that's fortunate, seeing as you probably have a couple. <laughs> I think I know Keith pretty well over there at War Eagle, and I think I'll have plenty of half-ounce uh, double-nickel spinnerbaits to go to Toledo Bend with. Uh, yeah, no no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, you are, you're a spinnerbait fisherman, man. And, and a lot of guys, a lot of you elite guys, a lot of the guys on the FLW Tour, um, you throw spinnerbaits, okay? But it's kind of a... It's not as talked about as much as it, as it was back uh, back uh, in the day. Let's say you know it's, but it's still being done. What's up with that? Swim jigs, swim baits, chatter baits, chatter baits. I think the biggest thing that comes to mind then, and, and Rick Clun almost summed it up at at Texoma last year, and and it hurt my feelings. You know, you guys just gave me some credit for knowing how to catch them on a spinnerbait. Rick Klun almost won Toledo, or not Toledo, but uh, Lake Texoma last year on a spinnerbait. Right. And he actually got up on stage and said there are no anglers fishing the Elite Series today that understand the the quality and the value of a spinnerbait. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I caught some fish on a spinnerbait one time. <laughs> you took a little offense to that. Ricky, Ricky kind of hit you where it hurt, didn't he? It, it, you know, and, I, and I'll have to admit... <coughs> Excuse me. There's there's been a lot of baits come into the marketplace that have definitely taken the attention away from the spinnerbait. But you mark my words right here today. There are going to be some tournament events this year and in the next few years where a spinnerbait comes back into the big picture of things. Um, a lot of these younger anglers don't understand how effective a spinnerbait can be because we've got so many cool natural looking swim baits and and variety of different things but in all honesty a spinnerbait's a mainstay and there's very few tournaments that i don't have one tied on in the rod box or laying on the deck when i start to practice for an event i totally agree and and i can shamelessly and proudly also say that you know what that war eagle spinnerbait with you and the stray cast team and, and yourself were, were members of the war eagle team and and uh, there's there's not a time that I go out fishing that I don't have some variation of, of, of one of Keith's baits tied on, man. That's the whole thing with what War Eagle does is the, the customization. I mean, you have got every possible scenario available, whether it be Colorado blades, Indiana blades, finesse spinner baits, screaming eagles, you know, whether they're, you know, half ounce or three quarter ounce screaming eagles. 
he's got it all. I mean, he's got the whole gamut covered. And the, the whole thing about a war eagle is the vibration is completely different from any other bait you'll ever pick up. And in my opinion, that is the biggest key is the vibration that that bait's putting off. And a war eagle's just by far the best. It also uh, runs truer and straighter than, than any other spin bait you'll ever tie on, and that's a big key to catching them. Yeah, that, that thin wire is really key. That's, uh, that's awesome. Hey, speaking, you mentioned the finesse spinnerbait. Um, I have a whole bunch of them coming to me, and I got to ask you, forgot to ask you a few weeks ago, what, uh, what rod, what's the ideal rod for throwing that, uh, that, that finesse, um, you know, in my opinion, for the finesse spinnerbait, I throw it on two different rods depending on the, the type of lake and the body of water I'm fishing. If I'm fishing a, a body of water that I'm up close and personal with the cover I'm fishing, you know, whether it be bushes, boat docks, a lot of times I'll throw that little spinnerbait on my 6.8 signature series. Uh, it, it's kind of my jerkbait rod, but for that little 5.16 out spinnerbait, it works phenomenally well. Now, if I'm you know, in a position where I'm trying to make long casts with it, you know, fishing the edge of grass lines and things of that nature, then I'm going to be throwing my 7-2 signature Falcon rod. I'm always throwing it on a 6-3 to 1 gear ratio Cabela's reel. And most often I'm throwing it on, you know, 16 to, to 18 pound uh, Sunline fluorocarbon. And uh, those are like me- medium action rods. Heavy. Yeah, they're pretty much a medium action rod. Yeah. Okay. They're, awesome. They're, they're mediums. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, sorry, I was under the impression they were medium heavies. That's what I was thinking the whole. Well, you know, the one thing about it, every rod manufacturer has a little different. I guess just the way they label rods is different. To me, it's more of a medium. The uh, seven two would be a medium heavy. The uh, six eight, I, I guess I would categorize as a true medium. Gotcha. R- Ryan loves those Falcon rods. I do. He, I do. He loves them. I throw. I throw the heck out of those bukus. That's, that's They're awesome. just bad to the bone. You very seldomly ever. I mean, if if anything happens to a falcon rod, it's because myself or my co angler has inflicted <laughs> some kind of damage to it. They're just indestructible, man. That's right. what. And, and don't let Bill Dance use it. Light as hell, too. <laughs> super, super light. Rod. Hey, one more thing about War Eagle. I, you know, I don't mean this to sound like an infomercial. We're, we're just really stoked to be part of the team. But absolutely, like, um, Keith. Keith touches every damn bait that that comes out of that out of his garage. Basically, I mean, it, you don't get that. You don't get that with any other amazing. bait company. It's pretty incredible, you know, having the relationship that I've had with Keith Keith over the years. I mean, Keith introduced me to my very first bass club. He was the one that I very first started fishing team tournaments, and to see his facility today. I mean, when you go to that facility. Now, Keith, I think he's a little more laid back than he used to be, but somebody in that facility that he trusts is either assembling those baits or packaging those baits, and every one of them has the personal care and touch that you're talking about, man. It's it's just unreal. Un- unbelievable. You don't get that everywhere. Hey, uh, you know, let's, let's play a game. You want to play a game? Let's let's play a game. Let's Why not? Game. Let, we, we're going to play a bassin game show right now, and, and this is called uh, this is called "What's on Your Mind," Mike McClellan. What's okay? on my mind? All right, so you're going to tell me uh, what's on your mind. No matter what pops up, you just tell me. Let's play "What's on Your Mind" with Bassmaster Elite Series Tour Pro Mike McClellan. I'm your host, Pat Redwick. Right here, right now, Mike McClellan. The word to you. Is Lion's Den. Lion's Den. Lion's Den? Lion's Den. What pops in your brain? 
what pops, pops in my brain? Lions Den. Um, you know, was, uh, honestly, the, uh, the biblical story. I mean, that's that's what pops into my head when I think Lions Den. The what story? The, the Disney story. The the Bible story. Oh, the Bible, the Bible story. story. Gotcha. Okay, I got you. I'm you cut you. out there. A little I'm bit. with you there. Um, the Clown Prince. The Clown Prince. Clown Prince. The Clown Prince. The Clown. Man, these things are tough for me. I, I do. <laughs> I know. I did this on purpose. Um. I, I don't know. Skeet Reese? Skeet Reese! Woo! Give he it up it. right there for Skeet. He's the clown prince. Yeah, good answer, Mike. Good answer. Yeah! Good answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah! Mike, uh, moonshine. The word is moonshine. Uh, the Ozarks. The I mean, Ozarks. I where I'm at. <laughs> You're in the heart of the country, right there, right here. Moonshine, and we're not talking about that stuff that they can sell over the counter. We're talking about the good, good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's the deal. Uh, the Arkansas Shuffle, the Arkansas Shuffle, the Arkansas Shuffle. Um, you know, I think that's got something to do with uh, walking some kind of a walking bait across the surface of one of these uh, beautiful Ozarks lakes, right? I, I like how you're thinking. I like how you're thinking. Um, holy smokes. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. I, I mean, I like some uh, some uh, hot links. Holy smokes. <laughs> okay. Hot links, holy smokes. Roadside delight. Roadside delight. Roadside delight. Um Oh man, roadside delight would probably be uh man, there's just so many good roadside delights. Um I guess I would have to say uh maybe a chili's. A chili's. All right. <laughs> My, Mike McClellan, uh, you, d- Ryan, tell Mike what he won. Um you, that's correct. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you mean, oh. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, thanks. You're for welcome. To say. You did awful. You did horrible on this oh, game. Lord. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what are the correct answers? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we just make this stuff up as we oh, go God. along. That's kind of that's kind of how we do it here. Uh, he spent hours on that. <laughs> hey, Mike, pick an angler, um, a professional angler that you think. That we have not seen their full potential yet. Who is an angler that we have not seen their full potential yet? I, you know, as bad. I mean, Jared Littner is by far one of the most talented anglers that I've got to spend a lot of time with, and that I've seen his true capabilities. And I, it just hadn't happened for him yet. But this year's classic at Lake Conroe, you never know; it might be the one. The milkman, yeah, it, the milkman. It, it could happen right there. The, um, if Mike, if you um, after the 2018 season, after you win the 2018 Bassmaster Classic, yeah, I like your thinking. Um, I like. Your I'm thinking. with you. I'm with you right here. We're, we're sharing yeah. the wavelengths. Um, could you retire? Could I can't. I love to compete way too much. I, I really do. I at this point in time in my career, I think I've got another. You know, ten or twelve years in me, I really do, and I just don't know that I could uh, could stop competing even with a classic win. Part of a champion. Love to hear that. Yeah. Absolutely love to hear that. Hey, uh, we're we're right up against the uh, against the break here, Mike. And I just uh, first off, can give, give me some advice. Give me some life advice. I mean, me personally. Give me some <laughs> advice. 
I'm here to help you. Okay, give me some advice. Just just give me some random advice to help well, me improve myself. I see I see three big ribeyes that my son just took off the grill, so I would say go have a ribeye when this show's over. Well, I think I That's could probably advice. be in Bella Vista. Bella Vista. Here, 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 take a look at this. Does this not can, can you see that? Oh, oh my boy. god. Oh, yeah. we just about lost. Oh, holy us, cow. Are those not fine looking ribeyes? That's outstanding. And I'm getting pretty hungry, Pat. I'll be, I, uh, me too, after that. I'll, I'll be in Bella Vista. You didn't yell at me for saying Bella Vista this time. Uh, eventually, you just got to take it the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, any any parting words for for your fans or your sponsors before we? Get you know, out of I here? just appreciate you know everybody that supported me, fans and sponsors throughout the course of my career. It's just it's crazy to think that this is my twentieth year chasing fish around the United States, getting to enjoy my dream. I've been so blessed, and uh, you know, be sure and check out my uh, my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, and uh, just support my sponsors uh, like they support the industry, man. Absolutely. Mike, thank you again for, for the support that you show to this Stray Cast show, and, uh, and, and thanks for being a buddy, man. I, it's nice to say that. Cool, you're a cool dude. I, I tell people every time I get invited to this show, this is the funnest show I have an opportunity to be a part of, and that's the reason I'm always here for you, Pat. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. Safe Thanks, travels. Knock them out on the rest of the derbies and, and, and get ready to win that 2018 derby that we talked about. I'm, I'm planning already for that. <laughs> Adios, amigos. That's Mike McClellan, uh, Best Master Elite Series Touring Pro Champion, fresh off a of table rock. Hey, don't go anywhere. Uh, we're coming back with Randy Howell. Get your Facebook uh, questions ready for L- Randy Howell. Uh, it's going to be a time right here on Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Put the power poles down. You ain't going nowhere. PH Custom Lures by Phil Hunter quickly becoming the most sought-after custom balsa baits in the industry, from the Little Hunter to the Squeaky Pea. These baits are pure quality, handcrafted, hand-carved, and hand-painted. But most importantly, they flat-out catch fish. PH Custom Lures has a bait for any situation in a magnitude of colors. Check out the Old School, Straighter, and PH Custom Series at phcustomlures.com. That's phcustomlures.com. Stank's Bait Company has been hand-pouring and injecting soft plastic baits since 2009. Each bait is hand-poured with you in mind, and each bait is injected with fish-catching juice. They've got over 20 baits to choose from, and Stank's Bait gives you unparalleled custom colors, and they'll match the hatch of your local lake forage. Plus, they feature soft plastic custom airbrushing, and now they offer their services to you and your soft baits so pretty you'll want to frame it but don't because the fish aren't going to see it on your wall and they're not going to smell it until you get it in the water you can find them online at stanksbaitco.com or at tackle warehouse fisherman central sportsman's direct and dnr sports stanks baits get them hello everybody 
I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!